Hey, how's it going, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Mindset Matters podcast. Hope you're all having a great start to the week, and let's get right into it. Life is full of choices. That's guaranteed. But what's harder to come by is help or guidance when you're making these decisions. In episode two, Obsession with Progression, I mentioned James Clear's analogy where every action you take is a vote for your future self. Yet in the heat of the moment, when life hits us with the random, unexpected, difficult decisions, it's a lot harder to navigate. I can say this from personal experience too. The first thing that came to mind is all the times that I chose to transfer schools. First, I left Ontario Christian for Damien. And at the time, I thought I was doing the right thing and setting myself up to chase my dreams in terms of baseball. But now that I look back on it, I left a community, one that fostered and grew all things positive. Peace, love, positivity, loving your neighbor, all of these Christ-following values. And I turned my back on that for a shot at stardom, essentially. I realize now that I was chasing material things and things that once I ended up getting, felt kind of meaningless once I had them. It was like, I really spent all my time, focus, and energy trying to get this. The same type of thing when a kid gets a new toy and plays with it for a few hours and then puts it to the side and never touches it again. You're just bored with it, unsatisfied. It wasn't fulfilling. I was so caught up in seeing all these crazy dope things around me and on social media that I always had this kind of feeling that I wanted more. I'd conquer this thing and I'd still want more and I'd conquer that thing and I'd still want more. Yeah, that's cool and everything to be a grinder like that, but when does it stop before it tears you apart? And then I get to UNLV and I get hurt and time goes on and I'm faced with the decision to essentially stay and try out next year or I can go home and start from scratch. Yet I was upset and I was vengeful and this made me irrational. I was led by a mix of angst and anger. And that's not a good headspace to be in when you got to make a decision. But, you know, that's what I did. And I chose to go to Cyprus kind of on that, you know, vengeance kind of grind. And I figured, you know, I'd go there, ball out. And I was so stuck on trying to make everyone who ever doubted me say sorry I guess as if they would do that like I don't know so then I go try and play at Cyprus and I'm so fueled by this anger that at first I was like no no I'm not injured like telling the coaches like yeah I can play I'm ready to go blah 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 and I'm ready to go on this tear right but reality hit me pretty quick when it's mid-January and I can barely lift up my arm we're getting ready for conference play and I can't even practice because my arm hurts so bad. Now it's hitting me like, huh, you know what, I may have made a irrational decision here, Dylan, and got myself in a bit of a pickle type of thing where, you know, dug myself into a hole because I was led by my emotion and trying to seek vengeance, I hurt myself even more and wound up digging myself in an even bigger hole. When I could have been patient, 
taking my time. Realize the world's not ending. You don't need to make a decision today. You know, I left my exit meeting at UNLV and before I could even make it back to my dorm, I was already talking to I think like two schools. Like homie, take a breather. Think about it real quick. Let the emotions fade. Let the situation die down before you make your next move. But you know, that's a prime example of figuring it out for yourself, learning the hard way. And then I finished rehab and then decided to transfer to OCC. Like what? Jumping right back into another new thing? You would think I would, you know, change it up a little bit, make some smarter decisions, but here we are. And I play the fall, now I'm redshirting this year, rehabbing again, trying to get back on track to a decision I could have made a year ago to just chill. And, you know, I could probably be playing baseball this year, but stuff happens for a reason. And it's now that I can look back on not only this most recent transfer, but all of my transfers. And I'm moving schools for all the wrong reasons. I'm chasing all the wrong things. And you're asking, how do you know that? What's wrong with chasing your dreams? What's wrong with trying to fulfill your purpose? It isn't until now that I have discernment that I understand. You can't do things on your own because after a certain amount of time, you're going to burn out, maybe get a little anxiety, dash of depression, feel lost. You know, anything could happen. You need community, people at some point, otherwise you'll go crazy. Think about being in isolation in jail. That's their maximum security and punishment and discipline we're social beings we're meant and supposed to be in community now this is where discernment comes in because you got to choose what kind of group you want to associate yourself with what significant other you want to pursue what school you choose whatever if you're looking through the wrong lens your sights won't be clear You'll think something is good for you until you're in too deep and realize it isn't. All the times I regret going after something was because I didn't have my sights on God. I realize now that when your values are aligned with God and your sights are set on God, it's really hard to do wrong. Obviously, we're bound to mess up because we're human, but at the very least, we know if it's wrong or not. And we know if it's right or not. And now I'm at that point where I want to do what God wants me to do. Let his will be done. And I'm going to be happy. Literally, that's the foolproof way of going about life. And you may be asking, well, how do I know what God wants me to do? How do I know his plan for me? Well, hit your knees. Start praying. Open the Bible. Spend time building a relationship with God. Put in that effort to close the distance between you two. He shouldn't be the one reaching out all the time. You know, you got to do your due diligence. You got to make that effort. Stretch out your hand. Do little acts throughout the day that 
make you feel closer to him. Maybe have a goal. Five times today, I'm going to compliment some random person. Or if you're going to the gym today, I'm going to dap somebody up, tell them they're looking good. It's when we make these cognizant decisions to grow closer to God and maintain a relationship with him that we can walk in his spirit. And when you walk in the spirit, there ain't nothing that can stop you. It is the highest high that you can feel, and it is the warmest hug that you can feel. It's indescribable. There's no other feeling. And that's how you know it's real. It's through this lens that everything looks bright and happy and joyful and loving, which enables you to be exactly that. And someone who is walking in the spirit can discern something evil, something negative, something bad. Just as much as someone who's not walking in the spirit can't discern what is good. Unfortunately, there's going to be people that think this is foolish or wrong or maybe even a little stupid. In 1 Corinthians 2.14, it says the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them. So yeah, I'll just let that one sit. And Galatians is big on walking in the Spirit. In chapter 5, verse 16 and 17, it says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. If I was walking in the Spirit... I wouldn't have left Ontario Christian. I wouldn't have transferred immediately out of UNLV. I wouldn't have transferred to OCC. I probably would have handled a lot of relationships different, and a lot of the relationships I had probably wouldn't have happened. And again in Galatians 5, verses 22 through 24. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. It talks a lot about the spirit and the flesh. And you got to understand that you're going to have earthly desires. You're going to want to talk to this girl or that guy because they're attractive. You're going to want to do things that you see other people doing. But the Bible reminds us so many times, be in the world, but not of the world. And that's exactly what that means. Choosing to walk in the spirit and not live by your flesh. In doing so, we can experience the fruit of the spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, all of that. Instantly in our DNA if we choose the Spirit. I can honestly say through all my experiences, when you chase the desires of the flesh, you're going to dig yourself in a hole. And it's tough. It is way easier said than done. And it's a constant fight every single day. But with self-control, with prayer, with constant relationship with God, it gets easier. Set the standard for yourself today. Why not? 
Be someone your kids look up to. Be someone your future wife can confide in, your future husband. Be someone that you smile at in the mirror. And that about wraps it up for today's episode. I want to give a special shout out to my boy Tyler White over at Long Beach State. Congrats on hitting your first bomb of the year, papas. Keep it up. And as always, stay positive, love yourself, and have a good week. Later.